Welcome to the Young and Fruitful Podcast, a community of soul-aligned women ready to grow, learn, and step into the spiritual being they came here to be. Join me, Valeria, while we explore the behind the scenes of this healing journey. We talk about the wins and losses, the heartache and the excitement that we inevitably grow through in this human experience. Thank you for pressing play and let's get into today's episode. Hi friend, I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of the 21st Podcast. This topic was very much something on my heart that I want to talk to and it was also requested. So I wanted to talk about toxic relationships, whether that be romantic, friendship, because I've I've experienced so many of them in some way, shape, or form. And sure, I've talked about toxicity specifically in some other episodes, perhaps, but I'm going to really dive deep in here, tell you a lot about my story and hope that it helps you uh, through that, or maybe just gain some perspective. Because one of those things with toxicity, it's it's a word that's used all the time. So I think sometimes... When we overuse a word, it can reduce its meaning or people can start playing it off as not as intense because we use it all the time. But the reality is it's good. It's a good thing that now we're bringing this to the surface and we're talking about things like this because sadly, if you're listening to this, you've also either experienced one, are in one, or think you might have experienced it. And all three are completely valid. And I just, I, I think that it's not talked about openly and vul- like in a vulnerable place enough for people to fully understand how you feel in a toxic relationship, friendship, how, how that affects your mental health, how that affects your well-being, how that affects your relationships to other people. This shit is not like, a light and easy thing. Like it's not something that is just like easy overnight to to get past. It actually takes a long time and I don't think I'm alone in saying that. It's it's hard. It's a tough situation. And when I say that I've experienced them, I'm speaking about uh relationships that I've had that have been toxic and some way, shape, or form, um, and friendships that I've had that I also I also feel weren't good for me. Toxicity can come through in so many different ways. Either manipulation, uh, they're egotistical, so they don't really think about your needs. They dismiss you. They this is another buzzword. They gaslight you. They hurt you repeatedly. And it's not an isolated incident, right? Like, you can have toxic relationships with your parents, with everyone around you. So, my first experience with, let's not say first, but one of one of the experiences that sticks out, sticks out to me when I'm thinking about toxic relationships is the one that I had when I was younger. Um, and... It started off great. It started off great. Um, There was 
a lot of play. There was a lot of fun moments. But it came to a point where it just felt off. And I think that's the first thing that I always feel if I feel like I'm in a toxic situation. It it just feels off initially. Like, I don't think they were supposed to, like, do that to me. But whatever. I might just be overthinking it. Or that makes me feel weird and they don't really understand that. So maybe I'm just overreacting. Like, so many of those situations in your head and, like, maybe you've said that to yourself once or twice or way more. But um, I was saying that to myself a lot. I was like, I don't think this is how it's supposed to feel. I don't know if this is how I'm supposed to feel. And then I would continuously put myself second for this person. And now if you were to ask me at that time if I was putting myself second, I would justify it. I would say no, it's but but it's but it's for the greater good and it's it's because um I I really want to be with this person and I oh my like it's it's not bad like it's not bad even though deep down in my heart I knew that I wasn't being treated right. And let me tell you, in a relationship when you are fighting more than you're laughing, there's a problem. There's there's a problem. And that might be like of course Valeria to some people, but I'm just going to remind you that love isn't supposed to be hard. Like, it's not supposed to be hard, and you're not hard to love. I feel like a lot of the relationships I was in that I felt were not for me made me feel like I was hard to love, made me feel like I was begging somebody to make time for me, begging somebody to show that they love me, show me affection, text me something, like, loyalty even. Like, I shouldn't have to beg for these fundamental things that I'm giving you. What the fuck? (laughs) It's an equal exchange, bitch. Like, I, I just kept on giving and giving and giving and giving and giving just, like, because I was like, you know what? Like, yes, like, the more I give, the more they'll like me. The more I give, and this is all subconscious, right? Like, I'm just realizing this now that I'm, like, getting older. But as I was growing up in these different relationships, which I didn't have, like, lots of had, like, two. um, But, like, in some way, shape, or form along the way, I, I just felt like I was doing more than I was receiving. And I thought that was normal. I think the hardest thing was for me that I didn't have an example of what that was not, you know, like I didn't have an example, um, in my, like in my friends relationships or just in life where I could be like, oh, that's really how you're supposed to be treated with a personality like mine. Oh, that's amazing. No, I just, I just thought it was normal to have to like, give, 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 and then accept the little treats that the person gives me. Like, you know, this is how I envision it now. Now I know that if someone's about you, they're about you. They will show you and you will need to speak up and tell them your needs so that they can meet it, right? Like, don't start self-sabotaging. But if you're telling somebody and they still don't listen and they still don't want to do it, that's a choice. We're grown. Like, we're not 40 grown, but we're still grown. 
Like we're not 10 anymore. We're not even 16. We are older and we, we know better. We know better. If you know better then the person you should be with should know better. It's plain and simple. I used to always have to beg for the littlest things, littlest. And, but I would, I would, I would keep showing up. I would keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up because I'm a Taurus. I don't like change, Um, but it's not, it's not a good thing, but I just kept showing up day after day being like, oh, are they, are they going to do it? I'm giving them a chance. I'm telling them. And then throughout it, I'd be like, oh, I don't even, I don't feel good in this. I don't feel, but I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't leave. I'd maybe voice my concerns. Um, And then things change for like one or two days or a week and then back to normal. And then I would, it would just be a cycle where I just like kept on waiting for the bait. Like I kept on waiting for the treat that a dog gets, you know, like the dog's so loyal, so loyal, so loyal. And you give it treats once in a while and it'll keep coming back to you. And in some way, shape or form, I was that person. I was that person. Now I know that there's super worse situations that other people have been in that I haven't personally experienced. But for me, that came up for me a lot. And it was very subconscious because the person that you see today wasn't the person that uh, was two years ago or six years ago or four years ago. But all around, I knew how I should be treated, but I didn't believe it. And that was the distinction. If I didn't believe I should be treated better, even though I was telling them I should be treated better, then I will no longer, I will not be treated better. I won't put myself in situations where someone treats me the way that I want to be treated. And that, oh, I get mad. That shit is toxic. That is what does not serve you anymore. Okay. It's crazy because they had to happen. Listen, they had to happen in order for me to be where I am right now. But it taught me a lot, but I kept on repeating a cycle. I felt like every person that I was either talking to or ended up getting into a relationship with, in some way, shape, or form, I didn't like the way that the relationship was. I didn't like the way that I was treated. I didn't like the way that people were showing up for me. I didn't like like the way that people, like they didn't show up for me. I was like, why does this keep happening to me? Why is this happening to me? This like vulnerable um, situation, right? where like I just felt that is is there no one out there that's going to treat me the way that my mom told me I should be treated or the way that feels good to me to be treated am I just too different and I just would I just not be understood by people all these bullshit things in my head because I just didn't know what real steady constant love was constant love and that's that's the trick right a lot of the time i i hear my friends i hear old people that i knew myself even the rush of a up and down up and down relationship like of a uncon- inconsistent relationship like you don't realize how toxic that shit is until you're out of one and then you're into a consistent relationship. It was crazy for me that when I was treated right, I was like, is something wrong? I'm going to repeat that. When I 
it's finally started getting treated right. I was asking myself, am I being treated wrong? And isn't that something? When I finally got consistent love, that did not bring me to the peaks of, oh my God, yes, they're finally showing me something. And then the depths of, oh, when will they show me something? I'm just begging. I'm just the emotional support system. I'm just everything for them. Oh, they showed me something. Oh my God, roller coaster. That roller coaster was normalized in my head subconsciously. And so once I got into a constant love relationship, I was like, is this like, it should be more like, oh my, I should be more on my toes, right? I should be more like not knowing what to expect, right? Like, no, I'm here to tell you right now that you're listening to this. No, no. I used to always hear if somebody wants you, they will show you. But I never understood it. And maybe right now that resonates and maybe it doesn't. And we're all going to listen to, we're all going to hear things differently depending on where we're at in our lives. And if if you would have told me this when I was like 16, 17, I would have been like, yeah, but like you have to give them the chances. And like, what if they don't fully know? And like, start just making scenarios up in, the, in your head, but it's really black and white show me you want to be there for me or show me you don't want to be there for me. <laughs> it's actually show me that you want to be there for me or, and then the the other side is, well, you're not showing me anything. Therefore, you don't want to be there for me. Because a lot of the time, it's not what is said. It is what is unsaid or what is not said. I always felt like I, I had to walk on tippy toes so that I didn't make the person I was with explode or mad or feel like they weren't doing enough. Or I just took like the role of a therapist so many times, so many times in so many different situations. And I thought that was normal. Like I genuinely thought that was fully normal, even though it felt like shit. Even though it felt like shit and I was asking for more, I was like, well, am I really going to find anyone that, like, won't need that from me? But let me turn it on myself because, you know, what happens on the outside is also a reflection of what's on the inside. I, for some reason, also thought that I had to mother people or I had to continuously be the nurturer all the time and found it weird that somebody would nurture me. And I know that if you haven't gone through this, it won't fully make sense, but it's it's something that seems so, of course, like so obvious, but it's so not obvious, <laughs> like so not obvious in, in the depths of, of my core, right? Because I've also, I've also always known I needed to be treated right, um, I shouldn't depend on no man, but um, that they should treat me right, they should prioritize me, all these things with whoever I dated. And then when those things stopped happening, see, what happens in a lot of toxic relationships, they don't start off that toxic. The fact that I had to say that toxic, but they don't start off blatantly like 
disregarding your feelings, blatantly, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you can look back and be like, oh, those are red flags. But it's not on you, right? Like, it's past. Maybe you're in it right now. Maybe you have to really think about that. But um, it, it can start like, oh, but if I could just get the person that I had the first two months, or if I could just get the person that I had the first month or four months, this would just be great. I'm just hanging on to it. I know they're there. I know, I know, I know. Like, stop. Stop right there. Fence. Fence. Lightsaber. Like, no. Eh. Absolutely not. That's not how it is. You can't get stuck to who somebody used to be when they are no longer treating you that way. If it was a long relationship and you you have communication and you're telling them and you see effort, that's different. What's not different, though, is saying, I don't know what happened. I don't. I don't really know. But, you know, I still love you. I still really like you. I still want to be with you. Those words are the most manipulative (laughs) words that could ever be said when someone does not change their behavior because it's a way to keep you around. It's a way to keep you around longer. It's, It's the dog treats. Next time you're in a scenario like that, being like, was that just a dog treat? Like, how do I feel? What's the... like what's the theme of this all how do I feel if the majority of the time you feel shit I'm sorry but love is not supposed to feel like that not the majority of the time and maybe you'll say oh like Valeria you're just too positive like you're just in a good relationship that's the only reason I'm saying that but I'm saying that because I've been in both I've been in both. And transitioning into a healthy relationship now, let me tell you, it was not easy. I was self-sabotaging in the beginning because I thought that love was inconsistent. I thought love was hard. I thought I, in some ways, was hard to love. How is it that this man doesn't require anything from me? How is it that he loves me for being B? me? How is it that he doesn't need me to be his therapist in order for him to continuously love me? How is it that I don't have to give him my whole heart to just get a little bit of his? Like that learning curve was immense for me. Like huge, huge. I had to get out of my own way in order for this relationship I'm in to flourish because I was so used to the opposite. Let me tell you something. If some if you ask somebody to change and they say, "You know what? I recognize that those are my faults." And they still don't change after, that's manipulative shit. That is manipulative shit. And if you can see my hand right now, it's flailing up and down because I'm really into this topic. It's it's not all right. And if you have anybody that says stuff to you that are degrading, first of all, I'm so sorry that you have to experience that or you had to experience that. No one should feel like their person that they're with are degrading them. Ever. Ever. I don't care. Ever. And second, 
It's a reflection of their internal world. If they didn't care about, if they comment, oh, you're wearing that? Oh, you're you're getting that? Oh, but didn't you just, like, have that last week? Like, that's just how they speak to themselves and they're projecting. And that's not an excuse, right? You're not going to start using this as, oh, but they're just projecting. I can help them. I can help them change their inner reality. Absolutely not. It is not your job. You are not a parent. You are not a support um, therapist. You're not. It has to be a mutual exchange of energy because you will feel drained. You will not show up as yourself. Your relationships around you are going to crumble because you're always mad. In me, when you're mad internally, when you're frustrated, when you're, it comes out, you can't hide it. I can see through people right away. And most people can, if you're being honest. It's so important to not minimize the experience. I think one of the hardest things when trying to get out of a toxic relationship, what like is is the mental part? Like if you guys don't live together or anything like that, it's it's a mental game. For me, it was a mental game. For me, it was well, they're not really doing anything wrong. They haven't given me anything really concrete that I can say, oh, it's not for me. So if they're not giving me a concrete evidence, then what's, how am I going to be right about breaking up with them? How am I going to be right if breaking this relationship, breaking this friendship? How could I be right if they never gave me anything concrete? No, shut that off. Shut that off. That is your brain trying to keep you in the same place you've all been because of comfort. Because of comfort. Now, getting out of a toxic relationship, it was very mental for me because I kept on saying those things to myself. I would always tell myself, well, it's not like they're doing anything really bad. Maybe they're just having a bad month. Maybe they're just having a bad two months, a bad three months. Oh my God, are they, I don't know. But then I just kept on like staying around, I guess. And it it's not supposed to feel tightening. It's not supposed to feel like you're controlling somebody. And I've been guilty of that. Let me tell you, when I talk about toxic uh, relationships and toxic behaviors, two people play. Two people play in that scenario. Okay. I'm playing the game just as much as they were. Now I was never, I would like to say like outwardly, that's, that's weird to say, but I was never, I've been never told that I was hurting somebody's feelings or anything like that, but I can 100% say that once I felt that there was no trust, once I felt that I wasn't getting my needs met and I would say something, I I would then bring up my toxic traits and be like, oh, okay, okay, so subconsciously I would try to like control them in some kind of way. I would try, like, the ugly parts of me would come out. And that's really what it does, hey? Like, if you're in a bad relationship, if you're in a bad friendship, and it doesn't bring out your light, it doesn't feel like you can shine. It feels like you're hiding. It feels like you're changing to help somebody uh, feel more comfortable. Fuck that. Fuck that. Like, 
I had someone once tell me, oh, don't do that. Oh, that's weird. Oh, you're too old for that. Like, fuck you. <laughs> like, no. I felt so constricted. And freedom, in my defense, is a huge thing in my life or in their defense. I don't know. Is a huge thing. So, like, I, I do get more triggered and I notice more instances where I feel like I'm being put in a box. So though that doesn't help me. Telling me no, you shouldn't be like that because of X does not help me. It doesn't. Absolutely not. So that was that was a common theme. And I think obviously as we're growing up, we're learning how to communicate in different ways. But communication, I know everyone's communication is key, but I'm telling you, communication and listening is key. If you want to communicate, but the other person listens for like 30 minutes and then does the same shit the next like two weeks or and then they take a break from from or they try to put more effort and they they they, they just can't sustain it that is toxic behavior and it it's it's just not right for both of you it's not right for both of you in this scenario and i this can be a relationship or a friendship, whatever's coming up into your mind. It's just, you don't need to have a reason. Let me reemphasize that. You don't need to have a reason to leave a situation that you don't feel good in. And now maybe it's like, oh, it's not like that I don't feel good, but it's not that I feel good. No, then figure it out. Like, figure it out. You need to believe that you deserve better. If you were your friend, would you be like, oh, yes, girl, be with that, be with that person. Or yes, boy, be with that person. <laughs> if you wouldn't hype your friend up for being with the person that you're thinking of or the person that you're once upon with, then reevaluate. Reevaluate. Sometimes it's so hard to prioritize ourselves and know how we really know oh but it's just like me overthinking no absolutely not so think of somebody else think of somebody else if if somebody else was being treated the way that you were treated what would you say how would you hurt how would you advise that's that's the hardest part identifying that you deserve better and let me tell you this is not a linear process like I told you, I got out of a relationship and I was like, oh, I feel like I do. I do deserve better. But then it came up again when I was in my relationship. I was like, wait, do I deserve less? <laughs> like, it's like, it's, it's something like I, I had to work through, obviously. And I'm like, it, it shows up in different aspects of my life now, but it's just so important to recognize that it doesn't have to feel bad to be exciting. You just have to reframe the way that exciting means to you, the way that love feels to you. What you accept is love. How do you love yourself? That was a huge one for me. Huge one for me. If I don't treat myself well, it takes the other person a lot of character and a lot of 
just good personness to not treat me the way that I'm treating myself. And with that, just recognize when your toxic behaviors come out because they have toxic behaviors and you have toxic behaviors and I have toxic behaviors and your neighbor does and your parents do and everyone around has toxic behaviors. The only thing is, are you willing to change them? Are you willing to change them and sustain that change? And that's just some bullshit to like put some breadcrumbs on the floor so that's like it can be followed. No. Like show up authentically. Show up with your truth. And the person that you're supposed to be with, the friendship that you're supposed to be in will not limit that, will not make you feel like shit for that. I promise, I promise, ask the universe, show me that there is proof that there is good people in this world and it will show you. The last thing I'll end here with is ask yourself, how many yellow cars did you see today? Maybe you can't think of any because you didn't weren't thinking of yellow cars. Well, tomorrow, today, later today, right now if you start looking for yellow cars you'll find more yellow cars and if you look for more bad things you're going to find more bad things if you look for more good things you're going to find good things so you're going to find what you are focusing on so focus on finding great things in yourself focus on finding why you deserve the best in this world and the best that this world can offer and then make your decisions accordingly. I am so, I love this episode. I know you did too. Thank you so much for listening. You can rate it on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy and I would appreciate it 100%. You can go follow me over at The20Verse on Instagram and I will see you next week. DM me with all your stories. I would love to hear from you. Okay. Bye. If you loved what you heard today, go ahead and follow and subscribe the 20verse podcast. You can also follow me over at the 20verse where I give you motivational posts, tips and tricks and keep you updated on this podcast every single week. Send it to your friends that are also in the 20verse. I'd love to hear their thoughts and I'd love for them to join the family. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll talk to you next week.